Well, howdy doody. Okay. Today is going to be a day. <laughs> Such a ridiculous start. I ate a Carolina Reaper pepper about an hour ago. And to be honest, everything from my lips to about my sternum is uh, either burning completely still or absolutely numb. To watch the full bit, uh, video, go to youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. Get your Venmo or Cash App in the comments because G Fuel is giving away a few thousand dollars because of how long I withstood the temptation to grab the milk that was right in front of me after consuming the Reaper Pepper. 2.2 million. What are those called? 2.2 million. What? Scobles. 2.2 million scovels. A jalapeno is 6,000 scovels. So you just do some quick math. I took that thing on youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. Comment with your Venmo or Cash App for a chance to win some money from our friends at G Fuel. Speaking of our friends, SeatGeek have been our longest friends in this business of uh, digital media, podcasting, everything like that. They're obviously in the middle of a wild time, as we all are, a trying time, as we all are. But the secondary ticket business, whenever there's no live events, is a tough one. So although there isn't any live events happening right now, as soon as we get back into the opportunity to go live a little and experience something live, you have to use our friends at SeatGeek. They scan the entire internet to make sure you're getting the best deal. And they're a bunch of good humans doing it. So it's a win, win, win. You get to experience a little. And you're buying from great humans. And also, if your mailbox is anything like mine, 90% of the time, it's a fairly depressing place. Political flyers, utility bills, unholy unholy amounts of coupons. (laughs) Gotta have your coops, dude. But once a month, I have a reason to be stoked for what's coming in the mail. And that's because of my box of awesome from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. And no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered from style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. You're already saving 25 bucks, And it's a gift to yourself once a month. And it's a collection of beautiful things. And right now, you can even get more savings at get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code HEARTLAND at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code HEARTLAND, for 20% off your first box. All right, let's get to the show. It's a fucking good one today. Joining us now is a man that played in the NFL for 15 years. He's a Super Bowl champion, was drafted to the Patriots in the first round of the 2004 NFL Draft, played with Tom for a long time, and Drew Brees, and he played for the Browns for a bit. Ladies and gentlemen, Benjamin Watt. Yeah, Ben! How you guys doing? Ben, thank you so much for joining us. I apologize for being a little bit late. That news about DeAndre Hopkins and Billy O'Brien's relationship broke this morning on Get Up shortly after you were on there, so I apologize. 
There's always some stories breaking, especially nowadays, huh? Yeah, there's. It, by the way, let's get right to it. Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. Have you ever played with Bruce Arians uh, in a Bruce Arians-style offense or a Bruce Arians-style team? You have played with Tom Brady for a long time. How do you think that fit is going to be both schematically and personally between the two of them? I have not played with Bruce. Um, I never even met him, uh, but I hear great things about him. Obviously, offensively, he's one of those guys that's kind of uh, very, very well respected uh, when it comes to NFL circles. Uh, Tom is Tom, and 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 I gotta believe that for him to go there, there's an understanding of kind of a uh, a, a melting of the two styles. Um, you know, Tom is the guy that's not just going to go somewhere just to play. At this point, he's going somewhere to win. He's also going somewhere where he's going to have some sort of control, some sort of input. I think in the offense, um, going somewhere where he has the weapons that he that he wants, and he thinks that he can help build uh, somebody that's forty something years old wants to have some sort of control um, and input when it comes to the efforts that he's going to put forth on the field. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how it turns out. Okay, let's talk about that 40 years old and wanting to have some input on the efforts on the field and everything like that. I got a chance to play alongside Peyton, well, deep down the roster behind Peyton Manning. And <laughs> he ran everything, literally ran everything. If he wanted to, he could run everything in the building if he wanted to. I don't think he did. Mostly the football stuff, if he wanted to repeat stuff or shorten practice or longer length in practice, a workout, Peyton Manning could do that. So when Andrew Luck came in, I wanted Andrew Luck to be more like Peyton Manning. I'm like, I wanted Andrew Luck to get in. By the way, that's a tall task to do to a 22-year-old or 23-year-old. to say, hey, like, you're a CEO of a team now. Like, if you want a guy cut, you go up to that head coach or GM and say, hey, I want this guy on my team. I don't want this guy on my team. From what Aqib Tlaib and what everybody has said that has basically talked about how Tom Brady gets treated the exact same as everybody else by Bill Belichick, did he have any of that type of say? And were the meetings where Tom Brady would get laser-pointed in front of everybody, was that drawn, blown out of proportion, or is that accurate? Like, Tom Brady was just treated as a rookie, basically, his entire career. And if that's the case, I can definitely see how he would get upset about that relationship after 20 years of that type of thing happening. Yeah. Well, well, uh, Coach, Coach Belichick uh, doesn't have a lot of favoritism. Um, but I think that uh, even within that, obviously, there are levels. There are certain levels of respect. But when Got we it. get in those team meeting rooms, as you've heard, um, he treats – uh, everybody the same. I remember him telling Junior Seau one time, this is not how we do it. And everybody was appalled, couldn't believe he would talk to Junior that way. Uh, but I think that's part of the reason why they've been so successful. And he's been so successful is because he's able to stay even keel. He's able to treat everybody uh, the same. And, and guys, whether they like it or not, they respect it. Um, you know, that being said, he's kind of one of a kind in that way. Um, you're probably not going to see that that often when you go to other places. At least when I've been in other places, there are obviously certain levels of respect that come with uh, guys, how, how much of a veteran they are or how well respected they are on the team. So um, I, I don't know how much that played into it, uh, but I do think that this is the, Tom's first time being a free agent, getting to this place. Um, and there's something about free agency, being able to experience going on the open market, um, having being courted again, uh, being being drawn to different places, having being able to step away and say, you know, these are my demands moving forward if I'm going to play in X, Y, and Z place. And you don't have that when you're not a free agent. You don't have that when you're under contract somewhere. So I do think that that may have played a part of, of his decision. Uh, but even so, he's already said how much he appreciates New England and, and his legacy, as you know, yeah. and as Peyton Manning's legacy, that's not going to change. The guy's had two Hall of Fame careers in a Patriot uniform. Uh, where the, wherever he goes from here, you know, Tampa, it didn't matter. 
that's not changing what he's done here. That's so funny. Yeah, because if you split up his career, he's like, he won four at one place and won two at the other, or he won three and three, or, or any of those. Those are all Hall of Fame. His first, exactly. his first 10 years and his last 10 years, both Hall of Fame careers in of themselves. Now he's going to end up potentially breaking a lot of records in Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniforms. What do you expect from that team? Do you think they win a Super Bowl now that they have that leadership? They went from 40 to 1 to 22 and 1 or 22 to 1 overnight for Super Bowl odds. How do you feel about their chances down in Tampa Bay? Um, one thing I know is that to win a Super Bowl in this era, you need a high caliber functioning quarterback. The quarterback is the premier position. So it, immediately any team that takes a Tom Brady their chances of winning the Super Bowl are going to increase exponentially. I, so I also know, having played 16 years and watched a lot of football before that, that it is impossible to know who's going to win the Super Bowl. The <laughs> odds are always there. You know, the Patriots are going to be in the mix. There are certain there are certain teams that are going to be in the mix all the time, you know, over time. But you just don't know who's going to emerge from that. So I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl. I do know, however, that the Super Bowl is in Tampa. Mm -hmm. I do know, however, that if I'm not mistaken, you're a bigger guru than me. There have been no teams that have won a Super Bowl <laughs> in their in their home home field. Um, so there are a lot of opportunities there when you think about this marriage between uh, Tom Brady and, and Tampa Bay at this point. We shortened you by a year there in the introduction, 15 years. That's And hey, you know how important that, that 401k is. Oh, so yeah. I need all those years, especially with all these kids. <laughs> <laughs> how many kids? Are you homeschooling right now? We're not. We have homeschooled before. Um, we're not homeschooled now, although the kids are all at home now. Uh, we have seven. So we have we have five school-aged kids, and then we have identical twin boys that are 10 months old. Benjamin Watson, 16 oh, yeah. years in the NFL. Are you going to just try to have a kid for every year you played in the NFL? <laughs> no, we have a kid for every day of the week, though. <laughs> Uh, last question before you, uh, Diggs has one for you. You've got a chance to play in some bad organizations and some great organizations, right? And no shot at the Browns. It's just been – that's kind of what it's been. And you got a chance to play for the Saints uh, whenever Drew Brees was there and obviously for the Patriots when Tom Brady was there. How, do, how can you explain to people what a winning culture looks like versus what a potential losing culture looks like? What are the biggest differences between the places you've had great success and the places that don't always have success? Well, the biggest thing is consistency. And when I say that, uh, I don't necessarily mean conform uh, performance. I mean, from the top, uh, being in Cleveland, I was there for three years, great historic organization, but they've had too much turnover to be successful. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, they had two different owners. We, we transitioned from Mr. Lerner to Mr. Hazel. Uh, when you have turnover in ownership, that's difficult. Then you have turnover in the coaching staff every two years there. So it's not that they can't be good. It's just that you have to stick with what's going on. You have to stick with your people long enough to get over that hump. Um, going, I was in Baltimore for two years, an organization that has a lot of stability. Um, they've had great ownership in Bishotti, Mr. Bishotti. They've had, you know, GM and Ozzie. Uh, head coach has been there. Harbaugh has been there for an extended period of time. The same in New Orleans. Obviously the same here in New England. And so the biggest difference is really um, having that consistency from a leadership standpoint. And then it's who's – calling the plays and who's taking the snap from under center. I have this you can't have multiple people at quarterback and expect to be successful in a very quarterback driven league. I uh, Diggs has a question. Oh, here we go. I wrote this in um I wrote this in my notes section on a flight home 
uh, in an NFL from an NFL game in 2015 when I was talking to a couple of the OGs about how good teams keep pe- people around, kind of see their vision through, where other teams, they kind of cut too early or they potentially are scared to get locked onto a bad thing. But I think the world that we're in right now potentially pushes teams to make decisions quicker. I wrote this uh, in 2015. The fear of the perception of complacency has changed the NFL immensely. Owners, GMs, coaches fear the thought of fans thinking they have become complacent. A couple games lost, a bad season nowadays means change has to occur. We live in an instant gratification society. We want everything now. Our news, our entertainment, and what I'm referring to in this particular case is our team's success and our outlet in NFL at all the time. This thought process is not a negative one. People should expect greatness all the time, but sometimes it takes a little bit to grow some greatness. And I think the world we live in right now with fans Fans and teams being able to see exactly what their fans think, right? Teams are able to see exactly what their fans think. Phillip Rivers was signed here to the Colts yesterday. In Twitter, <laughs> the Indianapolis Twitter is not happy about it. And now the Colts get to see that. Like the Colts are actually getting where yeah. it once might have been like a reporter writing for the paper. <laughs> and you could just mentally compartmentalize that as, oh, he's just a hater. He's a negative. Now, like you actually see what the fans are saying. And I think that's why some of these bad organizations are always tending to make new moves because they're kind of fear that their fans are going to think they're complacent with sucking when sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to get to the greatness. Yeah, Coach Belichick has a has a slogan. He says, ignore the noise. Ignore the noise. And a lot of that is noise. There are people that have opinions that really don't matter. They don't know what's going on inside of the building. Um, their opinion is going to change tomorrow if you win. It's going to change the next day if you lose. Uh, they have nothing else to do other than to micromanage everything that you're doing that they have no control over. And so ignoring the noise, it doesn't mean we don't respect your opinion. Obviously, the fans are important. Um, they're vital to, to the success of the NFL. But at the same time, if you're in management, um, you have to be able to stick with um, yeah. the plan. But also what happens is, you know, you have people that are managers, head coaches or general managers, and there's uh, ownership that is hearing all of this. And they want to be proud of the product that they're putting on the field. They've got friends in high places. Oh, yeah. And so it kind of trickles down. And so that's when you see the turnover. But uh, stuff doesn't happen overnight, especially in football. You know this. You, you've got you've got 22 guys on the starting offensive defense. You've got guys on special teams. You've got a 53-man roster. you got 46 guys, you know, when you play. And it's not like basketball where you can buy five players and almost guarantee yourself a championship. Or football one. is totally different. Or one. If you bring, t- bring the ball. One. You're right. You're right. Or one or two. I mean, football is totally different, but you make a good point about this time of instant gratification. There's not much patience. Um, and also, when you talk about the money that's involved, uh, I can't say that if I'm an owner, I wouldn't be kind of impatient as well. So, <laughs> so I, I might be in that boat too. Last question for Diggs: uh, Being in New England this year, was there any indication throughout the year in the locker room or or in the organization that this could potentially happen with Tom leaving? Uh, it definitely was a potential because we all knew um, he was he was going to be a free agent. Um, anytime you're coming in the last year of the contract, whether you're a quarterback or not, obviously a lot of times with quarterbacks, we just assume that they're going to get something worked out. We assume that, you know, both sides are going to come to some sort of agreement. Uh, but this was uncharted territory in the NFL period. To have a guy that has been there, won six Super Bowls, uh, been there for 20 years, and this is, you know, one of the first times he's actually going to be uh, a free agent. So there was an understanding. And even in speaking with him, um, 
you know, our lockers were beside each other. Hmm. Uh, he didn't tell me any secrets about where he's going, oh. but we did have conversations like old guys have, you know, in the locker room together, talking about our families and what's best for our families, what our future holds, those sorts of great conversations that we had. Um, and so there was definitely uh, throughout the locker room the understanding that uh, this year was the only year that was promised. And I think that we all know that, you know, whether it's because of an injury, somebody's career ends, or whether it's because of free agency, or whether um, they just decide to move on. Uh, one thing in football is you know that every year could be the end of whatever it is. And I think that that urgency is also kind of what made the, you know, has made the Patriots great because we play with the sense of urgency, understanding that this is the window. The window is today. The window is this meeting. The window is this game. It's this season. You don't know what's happening outside of that. So I, I wouldn't sit here and say that anybody in the locker room knew it was going to be Tampa or anybody knew he was going to, uh, you know, leave a free agency. Uh, but we all knew that we all have a right to decide whether we want to go in free agency or not. And, um, and everybody respect that. Everybody, I think everybody cherished this year knowing that it could be five or ten more years here in New England or it could be five or ten more years somewhere else. Did you ever feed your kids avocado ice cream after those conversations <laughs> with Tom Brady? I did not, but a lot of avocado, though. We do eat avocado. Actually, you know, I eat it myself. It's great brain food. Um, those healthy fats are really amazing for you. So I eat that every day. Also, the kids, you know, it's great baby food avocados. Like if you don't have like the actual baby food, you cut an avocado in half, slice it up, mush it up. Babies love avocados. Guacamole is great too. <laughs> we need to get you an avocado deal and we have to get to a break. Ladies and gentlemen, 16-year NFL tight end and Super Bowl champ, former first-round pick of the New England Patriots, Benjamin Watson. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, my friend. That was awesome. Well, holding up high, up to get into the camera. Yeah. Oh, 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 I do it left-handed, too. I mean, I can do it. Mm, that's right. What are, you, see that. what are you supposed to do in school? Look at that. You're like a drummer. Well, you know, I could have played, uh, uh, what's his face, Tommy Lee, but they chose Machine Gun Kelly instead. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you had that one. I did. You, know? <laughs> you should hear me fucking bang on a, a cymbal, too. I mean, it's, oh, I mean, I'm ready for it. Uh, welcome to McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. Day six of no live sports. Day three of the show that is captivating a nation. I'm Pat McAfee. Sitting to my left, your right is. I am AJ Hawk joining Pat for day three of the show. Not as much energy as I thought. <laughs> no, nope, I can't. I, I will never try to match your energy, Pat. You're one of a kind, so I, I will have to be me. I can't pretend to be you. Was that a compliment? That sounded like yes. a compliment. Oh. Hey! <laughs> the comments on the YouTube think that you are a mean person. I want to let you know. The, the commenters on YouTube are scared of AJ Hawk. Like a mean person as in just like legit mean or just mean to you because we're joking around because we're good buddies. Hates Pat McAfee apparently. Yeah, a lot of, a lot, the headline this morning read, and now granted, some other things the happened. Headline. You know, Tom, the headline read that <laughs> AJ Hawk bashes and hates pat mcafee as long as well as other humans that was the headline this morning wow well hey everyone can have their own opinion i just i would ask somebody if i truly hated pat mcafee why would i be doing this spite spite it's a spite show <laughs> this is a spite show for you yeah maybe you know what you might be right i'll, I'll let you know here in a couple weeks uh, um speaking of spite 
Uh, did you hear the DeAndre Hopkins, Billy O'Brien beef that got squirmed up this morning? Because DeAndre Hopkins got traded for a second round pick, which was a wild move. Nobody understood it because he's so good. Then it came out that he was potentially on the trading block a year ago, and nobody understood why. You assumed there had to be a beef. Michael Irvin gets on GetUp. He spills the guts that he talked to DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins said he compared him at one time to Aaron Hernandez in a, in a particular setting and then some other things about his baby mamas and all this stuff, which might have happened, by the way. But then DeAndre Hopkins came out and said, this is all getting blown way out of control. I have nothing but respect for Bill O'Brien. There's still obviously some beef there, though. If Bill O'Brien wanted him gone, why would you want your star guy gone if it's not just strictly a salary cap move? That's the question everybody's asking, isn't it? I mean, yeah. he's your, your star receiver, one of the best guys in the league at the position. And you trade him for what a second round pick? And who else do they have in Houston right now? La- uh, Lamar Miller, Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills. Will they made Fuller. that big Will trade. Fuller. Will Fuller. I mean, they have players, of course. They they have some really good players. But your best oh. player, you <laughs> trade away. So there's some other. There's something else about it. Hey, Nate, he just said, and he didn't say it out loud, but he said, "Are you guys gonna name one player that's worth a single fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what you just I heard you actually say that. Yeah, they have players that no. can field a roster is what you said. No, but you're right, not, though. You're right, not though. at all. You're right, though. Deshaun Watson is a young, up-and-coming, great quarterback. And you would think that you would want to keep his number one target, a guy who's really good, on the team. So there had to be something. But I think, obviously, this morning it got blown out of control a little bit. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to sit there. What's the – like, how much – money do they save and moving on from deandre hopkins bringing in david johnson and then signing randall cobb they're actually paying like 12 million more for those two players than just to keep deandre hopkins yeah but they're thinking we got two players for the price of one but going back to your point when you're talking about do they have any players yeah they'll be able to field a roster with these players but it's not fucking deandre hopkins well yeah especially with bill o'brien he has full control he's the gm slash head coach so he's doing all he catches a lot of heat has he come out and said anything about this deandre hopkins conversation that supposedly we had that Michael Irvin is the one that, that started all of this? Well, Michael Irvin, you know, talked to DeAndre Hopkins immediately after the trade, and DeAndre Hopkins took the high road, and then he said it was eating at him for 24 hours, and he had to call DeAndre Hopkins back 24 hours later, and DeAndre Hopkins started to talk to him a little bit more and said that there had been some contentious, potentially contentious conversations. Now, DeAndre Hopkins had no idea Michael Irvin was going on Get Up with Greenberg on ESPN and telling that story, I don't think, but it did become something that caught a little bit of fire because we're in a world where there's no live sports right now. I mean, I understand why I would catch some fire. There's a lot of different layers to it, I guess. Then the weird thing is when Michael Irvin makes the the allegation that Bill O'Brien told him, like you have, uh, you have baby mamas. multiple kids with multiple ladies, right? Yeah, baby mamas around is what the way it like was. around is like around the facility or just in the city. Like, what do you mean? Well, to be honest, I think what he really wanted was DeAndre Hopkins to not be around his kids. So you know, keep them away from you. Let's focus a little bit more on football. You 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 know you know what I mean. Maybe stay away from those baby mamas. No. I, I mean, okay. I, I mean, assume, that's, that I, has nothing to do with what's going on on the field for the guy. So I, I would imagine Bill O'Brien will want to clear his name a little bit, at least come out and try to clarify some of these comments that were made about him. Well, and I think that's why, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins looked out for Bill O'Brien here. DeAndre Hopkins was just traded for a second rounder. You could think he could have some beef, but he came out and said, like, it's all getting blown out of control. Because that's saying, like, those things might have been said, but the conversations happened over time. Like, it wasn't a friendly relationship. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. Be, that's how it was meant to be said but anyways still a little bit of an inside look on how that potentially happened to get an inside look on what tom brady did i don't think anybody has a clue i talked to benjamin watson this morning on his show on our show and he said that he knew tom brady was potentially going to leave but he had no idea it was going to be tampa 
Tampa only became like a much clearer picture, what, like five days ago when it was released that the Bucks are planning on making a pitch to Tom Brady and giving him roster control. That's how their name got mentioned into the thing. And now you're talking about the Buccaneers going from a 40-to-1 favorite uh, to get to the Super Bowl to a 22-to-1 in Vegas immediately overnight with the signing of Tom Brady. And ultimately, everybody assumes Antonio Brown. That team's going to be good, I think, by the way, AJ. I think they are going to be very good at football next year. Well, everyone assumes that Antonio Brown is that Tom Brady's going to have the pull to, to get him to Tampa Bay. First off, do we know is he eligible to return to the NFL yet? Do we know? No, he's going to have to go through an investigation. Probably they'll probably suspend him for a couple games due to all the stuff that happened. But still, Antonio Brown still potentially coming to that team after a couple weeks. That'll be insane to go alongside Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean they have uh, tons of talent all over the place. They have two tight ends that that play very well too, and we know Tom Brady when. Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski were rolling at the same time. They were very, very difficult to stop, so it's set up for them. The question is, who's going to be quarterback for the New England Patriots now? Are they going to trade for Jacoby Brissett because the Colts just paid Phillip Rivers $25 million? Are they going to bring Cam Newton in? They check for his health records. They want to know that. Is Andy Dalton getting traded? Or will it be this guy who gave a motivational speech this morning to everybody who has his phone number. This guy, by the way, still in great shape, oh, yeah. still a good leader, has been for the at the Patriots before. He understands the Patriot way. And a guy, whenever he gets around a group of humans, rallies them to want to run through a wall. What's up, guys? Um, <laughs> hope you're staying healthy and well out there. Um, just finishing up a workout on my gym. Uh, love it. It's this uh, still one of my favorite things. Be able to just walk outside and go to a gym and go get, put the work in. And um, you know, I know it's a time of uncertainty and a lot of questions out there. Um, but just keep the faith, keep fighting, be smart, be safe, um, think about other people, and let's uh, let's truly show the love that we want to experience every day. So God bless you guys, and um, hope you're having a good day. Fucking right, Tim Tebow. Let's go. Let's go, Tim. Tim Tebow, potential quarterback for the New England Patriots. Look, he's ready to rally those troops and say, Dynasty for the last 20, how about your next 20? I got a gym outside I can walk to. I love it. So now, now I know what I have to do to close the show out, right? I, that's, the, that's the model of like, that's the peak of what you need to do for inspiration. So, man, I better, I better study up. I might have to send a, a text or a call to Timmy to try to get some coaching. Are you friends with Tim Tebow? I don't. I wouldn't say I'm friends with him. No, I don't have his number. But I, I see him around, and I've, yeah, I played golf with him in, out in Tahoe oh, years ago. I've been oh, around him at different things. Oh. At times, super nice guy. Timmy's a great guy. Is he? You think he's trying to throw his hat back in the ring and he wants to play, especially no. for the Patriots? I am though. I want Tim Tebow back in the NFL so bad because I, I love Tim Tebow. I've gotten a chance to meet him out a couple of times. He's been nothing but nice to me, and he shouldn't be, and he is, and I'm a big fan of his. So I want him to potentially be a quarterback for the Patriots. We got Diggs in here with an update. What is happening in the world? Uh, I was sent in here with breaking news from Billy Tube. The, this show, the Pat McAfee Show YouTube, is trending number five on YouTube because of a video of yesterday uh, about you guys reacting to Tom Brady signing with the Buccaneers. Look at us, AJ. We're already – look at us. Woo! AJ. AJ. Look at you. Well, first off, that was, I think that was a video of Pat reacting – to what? Tom Brady, I'm, I, that would be my guess. Now you're also in there. We just we use my name because we found that it does well in the uh, in the searches of the YouTube. So and there's only oh, yeah. so many spaces. We should say Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk, but at the current time, 
Billy Tubes is just saying that your name isn't doing it. That's it. I don't know why. Ouch. I don't know why Billy Tubes is doing that. He's a 24 year old Gen Z. He would be out on a beach with all his friends right now if he could. But it just, I don't know why he's doing that. Well, you know, you got to take that up with him. But good for us. This is a big day, day three already. Number five trend on YouTube. Let's good, go. Good for us, Mr. Hawk. It's great. No, I'm, I didn't say it as a bad thing. I think it's great. What do you mean? I can hang and ride at the coattails of, of the great Pat McAfee and the crew that you have there. I know Billy. Trust me, I, Pat, I was in your studio for a week. I did five shows there. I know Billy what, probably better than you know him. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Billy's dad. I know what his, Billy's dad is doing right now. His, his next venture. I know everything about it. Oh. Okay, so you're saying I, I, you, you think I don't know that stuff? Is that what you just I, said, that I don't know that about Billy Tubes? I don't know. I, 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 the impression I got was that you, if you have a show at 10 p.m., you roll in at 9.58 and a half, and you sit down, and they just okay. brief you with all your info, uh, and you just let it roll. Yeah. Question from the back room here. What's his real name? Yeah, what is his name? What is Billy Tubes' his name? William Tubes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know this guy. You don't know anything about him. The only thing we know about you is that you peed on our bathroom floor whenever you yeah. go for five uh -huh. days. That's all we know about you, Bill. And that's all Billy knows about you, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Good jawline. <laughs> Played football, love shirt. cool hair, cool hair. Had forty-seven surgeries and pees on the floor whenever he has to go to the bathroom during commercial breaks. Can't hit the urinal. That's my new bio. Good. Hey, people always ask me for a bio if I'm going to give a speech or something. So maybe that'll be it. Hey, my back's getting tight. Oh, mm. it is, man. I think I'm getting fat again, AJ. It's happening. I can feel it. Is that what that means? Why don't you take your shirt off and let us see? Don't be weird, dude. AJ. AJ. Jeez. What do you think this is? A fan cam or whatever the fuck? Is this what, not a cam to all the fans? What, fans. what, else? what do you fans, want me to say? AJ. You could go see somebody. I don't know. It's going to be tough to go see somebody to get that thing fixed. Why don't you just work out? Oh, it sounds so easy. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> not everyone's AJ Hawk. Not everybody can just wake up every morning and want to go lift iron. You know what I mean? AJ, I know you wake up every morning, seven kids, get a workout in, homeschool, McAfee and Hawk sports talk, homeschool, workout, go to bed, AJ Hawk's life. I, that's not, I can't do it. I don't know why. I just don't, I don't have it in me. You have a nice little weight room there at your, your fun house warehouse that you set up. So you, you could get a good pump in. Even like during your, you have five and a half minute commercials during your radio show, you could get a few sets in. I, I lift, you know, I'll wake him up if I have to. I mean, oh, you yeah. wake up the boys when it's showtime. You know what I mean? Has he not you seen your good. coronavirus Don't worry, video? Pat, you look great. Uh, I put out a co uh, coronavirus pump video actually for you to do at home if you're trying to stay fit during this uh, quarantine. I, I will say this. The NFL free agency was really, really good for the people here the first couple of days of this whole thing. I think people need now, even people that don't like the NFL, I think, mm -hmm. were even intrigued by this year's NFL free agency. And it hasn't even started. It starts in two hours and 45 minutes. I, I, I think this has been a very interesting free agency that came at a good time for the entire country. I think it's, it came at a great time, and, and to think now there were people calling for them to halt free agency and, and postpone it and not have it right now during the times. Like, this is exactly what we need, don't you think? Like, having actual breaking news that's separate from the coronavirus numbers being thrown at you, I think it helps everyone continue about their day. And I know that, like, you're not supposed to be in gatherings of more than 10 people and stuff like that, so some places it's impossible. But these shows, these sports shows that decided to cancel for a week, like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Like, this is when, hey, by the way, this is when people need you. 
to like you know do yeah. stuff that was very interesting to me uh, like i i have a lot of respect for the people over at espn that are working right now because everybody is at home and now some places they can't go because there's so many people in the office and they couldn't possibly do it but i think right now i, I think people need outlets as much as possible and this nfl free agency that really kicks off here in two hours and 44 minutes is good good fodder for a lot of the people that are kind of locked in their house like right now, we have no idea where Jadavion Clowney is going to go. That's a massive name. What's he going to do? Is he going to go to the Giants? Is he going to come to the Colts? Where is he going to go? Well, I, I read something that he was kind of frustrated at the lack of, of giant offers that were coming his way. So it, he seems to be the next big guy to hit. Like if there's if you had to make a list of top free agents, isn't Clowney probably the next big number guy we see come off the board? Hey, is, you rem- I still remember that play he made in college when he just... South Carolina-Michigan bowl yeah. game, Outback Bowl. Yeah, he was on the right side. Obviously, he just blows through the guy, kills a human on the field. <laughs> and then picked up the ball, yards. then he? picked up the yeah, ball one hand the and, yeah. and then scored a touchdown. That's what Troy Palomalu would have done to me if I would have tried to uh, run that fake in Pittsburgh. He would have killed me like that, picked up the ball and scored a touchdown going the other way. But he did that in a real game. And then in Houston, mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't know. I think Jadavion Clowney, and you know this probably be- better than me and probably better than most people, anybody really. Jadavion Clowney isn't like a, a stat-seeking defensive end. Am I right in saying that? Like he's like a, a good against the run. He'll make some big plays for you. But he's not like that stat guy, he, it, which he could be, but he isn't. I, I think somebody told me that in a way to compliment Jadavion Clowney, but I'm not 100% if that's accurate or if that's true. I think that's a 100% compliment. I mean, edge rushers, Pat, you know, like they get paid to sack the quarterback. That's 100%. It. Yep. They need to get double-digit sacks year after year. They need to sign a big second deal, then this big third deal. That's what they want. But a guy, if you say he can do it all and he may not be a stat guy, I think that's a great thing for a team as a whole and especially a defense. Yeah, he can definitely disrupt the quarterback and get after him. He didn't have huge numbers last year, but he always has a huge impact because he's not scared to, to stand up and play against the run. A lot of guys that are edge rushers, they don't really even want to be in the game if there's a run threat. Like they want to be in there when they know it's passing the the old cliche, pin your ears back and get after the quarterback. Jadavian seems to be able to do it all, and that's why I think he's a huge asset to whoever signs him. I told our team that I don't want to be on the field if it's a rush or a pass. You okay. don't? Yeah. I don't want to be on the field. Listen, don't have me out there if it's a rush or a pass. Just keep me on the sideline. That's why I didn't play a lot of, you know, three or four down on defense side of the ball. What position would you have played if you played a, a different position? Mm. I always thought safety potentially because I was faster than people would have expected, but I wasn't fast enough to be like an actual you know, corner or anything like that. I think I wouldn't have been as instinctive as others, but I think safety I could have managed. I would have been good in a box, I think. I think you would have seen me being – I would have been good in a box, a box safety probably. I think it's right. I, mean, I believe you've had some giant hits during your NFL career, so I believe you're not scared to, to stick your head in there. I, the the form is normally terrible. I was much, be- I had much better form earlier in my career and in college, and then as it got later in my career, I just decided I'm just throwing my big fat ass against. <laughs> well, does it matter? I mean, what does your your special teams coach say? Hey, if it gets to you, just get them down. We don't care what it looks like. At training camp first day, they used to have me always to go through a hitting drill. It was hilarious. It was awesome. What? First day, always. Was, would you go up? Wait, would you have to like tackle a running back? It was like a form tackle drill, you know, where you like the person jumps and you like go up on them, and then uh, there yeah. was like a, a pad into like a, uh, the tack. You tackle like a the rolling thing into like a crash pad. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to do that. I, I had a real nose for those things. By the way, did they did they eventually just stop doing that with you because it became too much of a distraction to watch you do that? I d- you think. I mean, everything I do was a spectacle. So I would assume that other players were, you know, finding it tough to focus while I was over there slaughtering that donut. 
Uh, but no, they had me do it, and it was normally in the back corner, and nobody cared. But I was showing out because it was on camera, so I wanted like for in like ten years, whenever they're going through the footage at some point, <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want people to be like, "This fucking guy! Look how hard he's going on this tackle drill." That's the only thing I wanted to do. But I missed. I, get a, it. I missed a lot of tackles, AJ. I missed a lot of tackles. Everyone does. How do you not miss? T- look how, especially you're going against re- punt returners and kickoff returners, some of the shiftiest guys on the planet right there. I feel like some of you guys, though, never missed. T- like, when some guys miss tackles, it's a big story. Like, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a big story when some people miss tackles. That, is that the NFL in general? Like, it's the people that are athletic enough, smart enough, and don't miss tackles? Is that what good defensive football is in, in the NFL? Yeah, it's a huge thing. It, it, going back to the show yesterday, you, you mentioned some of the – the players that were in Detroit that left that had Matt Patricia, they were complaining about how much, how many, like they were working on fundamentals for so damn long yeah. during practice. They'd get, they'd get mad. Well, that's what it is. I mean, tackling drills. That's why the Patriots seem to always be good. They, they're always doing fundamentals and working on tackling. And now with all these condensed schedules, that the, as they call them, with with coaches being with their players and their team, coaches feel like maybe that's one thing they they don't get to do as much is work on the fundamentals because they always complain that they don't have enough time with their players. They have more than enough time with their players to, to field a, a good football team. But, yeah, it's uh, I hate when teams count missed tackles. Like when they, they'll put it a big – one of the first things they talk about, oh, well, we had nine missed tackles. That's not good enough, guys. Mm. We've got to limit that. I'm like, what? the more you talk about them, I feel like the more it happens. Like just work on tackling in space and rallying to the ball and, and your pursuit angles – and you don't have to just focus on the number so much. I think a lot of the great coaches do that. They don't focus on the number, but they work on tackling all the time. Yeah, because if you don't believe in missed tackles, it won't happen. I used to do that for headaches. I didn't believe in headaches for like 31 years or something like that. And then I got a headache, and I'll tell you what, son of a bitch took me down. <laughs> yeah, that's life, man. You you got 30, and you realize, oh, wait, hangovers are a real thing. Oh, and hemorrhoids, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not on board with that. I don't know anything about it. So you've never had a concussion. You never had a concussion, and you uh, you don't have a clue what hemorrhoids. It makes no sense. I know. This guy. I know what hemorrhoids are. Yes, I, I've never even crossed my mind that I had them. Oh, uh, it's crossed my mind a lot. Just want to let you know that. Since oh, we know. I know you've. Yeah, you, I think you've talked to me about your treatment plan. Well, I think some people deserve to hear because this is. I think it's something that doesn't get talked about enough. I would like let. <coughs> I would like to let people know that, like for instance, this. Carolina Reaper pepper that I'm eating at three yep. o'clock live on this YouTube, oh boy. and G Fuel is giving away twenty five dollars a second for however long I can last after putting the pepper in my mouth to reaching for a drink. They're giving away to the comment section. Their Venmo and Cash App in the comment section. I, I, I from what I've been told is yeah, it's gonna suck going in, but coming out's gonna be a real problem, and I'm worried about that for tomorrow moving forward during this entire Corona quarantino. Have you ever eaten a pepper that's even like half as strong as this one you're about to eat? I, I think I had a pretty hard. I think I had yeah. a pretty harsh one one time, and it, it took me. I mean, it took me down. I, I mean, I was sweating, crying, the whole thing. So, I think this is going to be a show here at three o'clock. I, I'm dreading it. I'm be, before we were walking into show. I was walking back and forth a little bit, pacing, thinking about. Well, today's the day I'm fucking puke. It's great. It's a good thing to stare it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna die out there probably. AJ. I mean, it just shows how far you will go for for the fans of Pat McAfee. Yeah, but I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to turn into a prop comic here. I, I don't want to be. <laughs> but I do feel like we are in dire circumstances where people need yeah. to be entertained by somebody. And if I could be the monkey that dances out there, I'll do it, you know. I'll, hey, I'll give my hard-earned five, ten minutes of death uh, to hopefully help people pass through this time of boredom. And, and also, by the way, harsh times for some businesses right now, AJ. Harsh times for some businesses right now. I, I feel awful. I don't know how anybody... Can, can make it work right now no matter what 
business you may own, small or big, but it, it got me thinking earlier. So I turned on Get Up for a second this morning, and all I caught was Mike Greenberg saying, like, well, we, we there were some inflammatory remarks made by Michael Irvin, and, and we're – we're doing our due, due diligence, you know, when, when things like this are, are levied against somebody. Like, he was all, like, dire talking about it. I'm like, man, I got to look up what Michael Irvin said because I didn't see it live. And so then I did. I'm like, what, is ESPN worried that they're going to get sued or something for something Michael Irvin said? I don't know. I don't think they would, right? I mean, no. no. It's, it's Michael Irvin. He, if it was Mike Greenberg, Mike Greenberg may be able to be sued directly from Bill O'Brien or the tech, whatever. But I, I just don't see what – it seemed like they were, like – Right after it happened, they were kind of worried about I whatever you, it was, the, I, the toll it was going to take. I bet you they were getting some messages from people like, hey, uh, hey, you know, we're being talked about everywhere right now, like <laughs> wildfire. Tom Brady already signed with Tampa. Okay, move on. What's next? Boom, this is next. All right, let's go for it. That's the world we're in right now is like, what, what happens and then we move forward? Speaking of move forward, Phillip Rivers has not gotten like a pleasant response from some Colts fans. I'm not saying all Colts fans, but some Colts fans are not happy about old Phillip Rivers coming to the Indianapolis Colts. It's too old. The guy was rude to us in 2007 and 2008. He's a statue back there. Looked like he was throwing a med ball at the end of the season. This is what people are saying about Phillip Rivers. And I think the other side is saying, if he wins some games here and does well, this Colts team's a good team. If Phillip Rivers got anything left in the old tank, this is a potential run for them. I think it's a pretty good signing. And this is telling for Jacoby Brissett, who's probably going to get traded at this point. Is he going to be traded or do they – well, I guess – Phil is a, a guy that will pay, play through anything. We've seen that when he played through the ACL tear back in the day in the playoffs, I remember. I, I guess he loves football. Jacob Hester, you remember Jacob Hester? Oh, yeah. He, he sent me a DM last night. No big deal. <laughs> Name drop, Jacob Hester. <laughs> uh, by the way, didn't know we were like that. I'm happy we are. I'm a very, like, Jacob Hester, cool dude. Big fan of his. Oh, yeah. He sends me a message. He goes, you guys are going to love Philip Rivers in Indianapolis or whatever, right? He said everybody that plays with him, he, he's his favorite teammate. He just loves football. He said one year they were playing in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. And Phil and him, because Phil wanted to, Phil wanted to go over the night before or the day before and watch high school football, high school state football at the Lucas Oil Stadium just because he wanted to see what Indiana high school football was like. Phil Rivers, I guess, just loves football, like lives and dies football. So it makes sense that the guy will play through anything because it is his like actual – Having a massive family and playing football is like what Phillip Rivers is just bred to do. And if that's a guy that hasn't won a Super Bowl yet that feels like he needs to, I feel like that's a pretty good signing for the Colts. Now, what do they do moving forward? Nobody knows. Nobody has a fucking clue what's going to happen. Yeah, nobody knows. But the good thing with having Frank Reich there, they're going to build the offense around Phil Rivers and what he does well, as all the great coaches do. Like They're not going to ask Phil to – to, to sit back there and throw 70-yard bombs time after time. Like, that's not going to happen. That's not what Phil does. You're going you're gonna to do what he does best, and you're going to try to build things around it. And they have, like we talked about yesterday, they have a good interior offensive line. They have a good offensive line as in general. That's going to hopefully keep them upright. And, and they got some weapons to go to, and their defense can play great. So, I don't know. I guess they should be excited. Don't be – I think it's got to make them feel good, the fact of how much Phil Rivers does love football. Like, that – Yes, you want a guy like you want to fight for a guy like that because you know he's fighting for you. And anytime you've you've heard any of Phil Rivers' teammates ever speak about him, they speak so highly of this dude. Like they love him. They all do. I almost just texted Chris Ballard mid sentence there, and then I realized like that's not something I should do. Like I literally I went to pick up my phone there. You probably saw me doing that. I was thinking about texting Chris Ballard and asking the question that AJ was just talking about, just seeing if we could get the immediate response. I was like, that's not the right move, probably in this entire world. That's probably not the right play of act, is it? 
I think it uh, it's worth a shot. I mean, why why not? Don't yeah. be scared to ask. I mean, this show was trending the other day or today. That's a good point. I mean, today. I'm allowed to do this. Someone's got to yeah. ask. Like I, I bet Boward may like it. It's a little disruption in his normal routine. What are you doing with Jacoby? I'm live on air right now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Back if they send me other messages. <laughs> uh, he's probably, I mean, it's free agent day. Might be a little busy, but. <laughs> Do it. But send it. Send it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface it first. A lot of people asking. There we go. Yeah. What are you doing with Jacoby? I'm live on air right now. BT dub. Expect me to say this publicly if you answer. <laughs> say this publicly if you answer. People need to know. Thanks and cheers, man. Thanks and cheers, man. That's a massive question to ask him because that's literally all. The, people are talking about him getting traded back to New England, Jacoby. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility. He's been there. McDaniels. I mean, he knows the Patriot way. He showed great signs of being a very good quarterback last year until he got hurt because Cam Hayward dumped an offensive lineman on his knee. So that's something that I think the New England Patriots would absolutely love. And, and what if that did just work out, too, you know? Be perfect. It, it just worked out. That would be wild. I don't know what they're what planning it, on doing. Them. Well, there's so many like veteran quarterbacks that have started games and won a lot of games in the NFL that are still out there right now. I mean, Andy Dalton needs to go somewhere. We'll see what happens. Maybe I would imagine today to Andy, something happens. You ever talk to Andy Dalton or anybody? Yeah, I talked to Andy. Why? What's Andy Dalton doing right now? He's in quarantine in Texas? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing he's either in Texas or he's in Ohio still. I don't know. What are those? T- he went to TCU, right? They're the Hogs? No, Frog, Horn Frogs. Frogs. Horn Frogs. They'll do that one right there. Too yeah. sweet, bro. Woo! <laughs> Wolfpack for life, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, are you uh, – wait, is, is WrestleMania happening? Yeah, but it's happening at the Performance Center. Nobody knows what's going to happen. They haven't told it, me anything, by the way. I'm not, I, do you I, think it will actually happen, though? They'll Even, wrestle, I think they're going to extend the storylines because WrestleMania is kind of supposed to be a culmination of your storylines and then a restart, right, of a new season of WWE. And I think they'll just extend it to SummerSlam. I, I don't know. I'm not the one making any decisions or have any idea. That's just what I, I think they'll probably do. But that Vince McMahon stare down with the state of Florida, I was very intrigued to watch how it goes down. And I think they're making the right move, obviously, with every passing day where all, every doctor's out there like, yeah, you're going to lose. Like, uh, pe- people are going to die from this. Like, that, that, I think Vince McMahon was like, damn it. We'll do it. <laughs> uh, Tone Diggs is in here with another update. What do we got? Shefty Bomb. Shefty, like a bomb bomb? Bomb bomb. <clears throat> we Here we a, go. Hey, we're going to trend again. We have a quarterback trade. What? Jacoby Brissett. Jacksonville is trading quarterback Nick Foles to Chicago Bears for a fourth-round pick. Bears coaches such as Matt Nagy have worked with Foles in past and know him well. Nick Foles now the new starting quarterback in Chicago, which means Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy had a discussion, and Ryan Pace said, listen, we missed with Mitchell. Mitchell was good uh, for a little bit. This past year was bad, and whether it was Mitchell's fault or Nagy's fault, Ryan Pace said, I'm sticking with Nagy. I'll bring you in another quarterback that you like, that being Big Richard, Nick Foles, who had just signed an $80 million contract a year ago to be on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I would assume the people of Chicago, the monsters of the midway, are very pumped that their team potentially doesn't disappoint them next year. Zito is happy. Cuban Zito's excited. Mitchell Trubisky was his guy up until about 45 seconds ago. (laughs) Now he's all in with Nick Foles. And that's the state of the Chicago Bears right now, I think, and all of their fans. 
Well, I'm curious on how it's how they're going to pay that off. Play this moving forward because they have protected Mitchell Trubisky oh. through the media for oh, yeah. a long time now. Reiterating multiple times, like Mitchell is our guy. We don't need competition. Like they didn't say we don't need competition, but he had teammates saying we need competition, as we oh. we have learned from Cordero, Cordero Patterson. Patterson coming out, sending tweets to people like, "What's up? What's good, fam?" Like uh, Chicago. But that's what I'm saying, though. What do you do? Are they do you, are they going to plug him in right away as a starter, or are they saying we are bringing him in? It's an open competition. That contract is massive. That contract yeah. is a massive one. You're bringing him in to start. Like for instance, Case Keenum to Cleveland, backup quarterback. Marcus Mariota, Las Vegas Raiders, backup quarterback contracts. Nick Foles' contract is a starting quarterback contract. That's what that is. And I think I could be wrong. When Nick Foles thought about retirement, went out in the woods potentially saw some vitamins and talked to his brother-in-law and decided to come back to football. I think that was a real kumbaya moment for him that really opened up a whole new – because when he came and played for the Eagles when they needed him, he was incredible in that Super Bowl, incredible. Then him calling the Philly Philly, then him getting broken off in Jacksonville. Now, granted, Jacksonville isn't always the greatest place to be or whatever if you're for football for the last, you know – 10, 20 years or so, but he threw a touchdown on the play. He got injured yeah. for the, for, yeah. to go on to IR in his first season with the team. Now, Minshew Mania ran wild, you know, the mustache and the jorts and the, the town of Jacksonville, and he won some games, and he was exciting. But it feels like old Nick Foles might have the most interesting NFL journey in the history of quarterbacks. He's a Super Bowl MVP who just got cut bait or traded away a year after signing a franchise-like deal, and now he's going to a place that is in dying need of good quarterback play has been for a long time with a, a defense that just got ramped up even more with Quinn being added to the mix. What if the bears all of a sudden are back in discussion for being worth a single fuck next year? <laughs> well, they should be, they, they absolutely agree. should be taken serious. I think, I think they're a team that, yeah, they had issues, but the number one issue was the, the inconsistent quarterback play in Mitchell Trubisky or Mitch. I don't know what he's going by at the oh, moment, man. but with Nick Foles coming in, it's basically what Ryan Pace and them admitting that they missed, really, on Mitchell Trubisky. That's what you're finally admitting. Whether I mean, that doesn't mean Mitchell can't go somewhere else and, and revive his career. That Tannehill. can easily happen. He can Tannehill. I think Mitchell Trubisky is a guy who could potentially Tannehill in a new place. New place, new system, maybe, you know, something different. I think he could potentially be good because I think he showed a year ago he could be worth it. Like, he could be a good quarterback. Something happened, though. He's a completely different player this year. Completely. Yeah, different. he's super athletic. He's got to find, I guess, the right fit for him. I don't know what that may be. But with Nick Foles, Chicago people should be absolutely excited. It's not like... The Philly Philly thing happened. They got a statue outside of him, outside of the stadium in Philly with him and the coach. It's not like all of a sudden he wins the Super Bowl and then he has poor play and he's not good anymore and he moves on. No, he got hurt. And, and Gardner Minshew comes in and takes the whole NFL by storm. So it's not like his play really declined. Nick Foles got hurt. We know what he can do. We know what he's capable of doing. So Chicago should be very excited about this, especially with the defense that they have. Yeah, I think they're they're a contender. I guess the Colts reach out to Jacksonville about Nick Foles' trade potentially, and then Jacksonville wouldn't do it within the division, so then they want Phillip Rivers. That's the report. I have no idea if it's true or not. These are all coming from people who say they know things, and a lot of them probably don't. Yeah, a lot of rumors floating around this time of year with all things, sports and everything in the world. But, yeah, I guess wouldn't you have been very, very excited if Indianapolis brought Nick Foles in? I guess with Phil Rivers, you're looking at like a stopgap. Okay, we got a we got a great team around him. We're we're all in. We think Phil is the missing piece. We think him over the next year or two could get us a Super Bowl or get us to the Super Bowl. With Nick Foles, you're thinking more long term if you were able to bring him in. 
Good for Big Richard Nick getting a new home. Do we have any questions from the YouTube? Yes, sir. All right. You know, we like to we like to ask the most positive, upbeat, beautiful place in the world, a YouTube comment section to get involved <laughs> in our show. So if you're new to the show, uh, welcome aboard. Uh, uh, I am McAfee. That is Hawk. Uh, this is Sports Talk. Uh, we have a good time here. Uh, we're coming to you live from Indianapolis, Indiana, and he's in Columbus, Ohio, where he is a living legend because of what he did at the Ohio State Buckeyes. It actually says that on his license plate. That's a real thing. It actually happened. Nope, it's not. <laughs> that is a real thing. Yeah, we saw it. It's real. Yeah. Okay, cool. For the, for the story, you could, yeah, if it makes you feel better. <laughs> it says Ohio State not- legend. Does it not say Ohio State legends community or something like that? See you the cruise next year. See it? Absolutely yeah. not. I think it says it on the license plate. Yeah. It's not like a sticker, like, oh, been to Mer- or Myrtle Beach or something like that. It's like, you know, it's like on the license plate. Can't buy it. Can't. Yeah, you got to earn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. That's exactly what my license plate is. All right. Well, I'm happy we got to that. Anyways, wow. we're very thankful that you're watching the show. Uh, we like to talk to the people in the comment section, though, and here's our friend Zito reading from there. Hey, you do have that on your license plate, though. Zito, YouTube questions. Thank you. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, 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 we, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you do. do. I've seen it. What if the Browns signed Clowney, Miles uh, Helmet Swaggin Garrett with Jad- uh, Jadavion Michigan Killer Clowney on the other side? Would that be crazy? Was that Billy Shakespeare writing in there? <laughs> there was a lot of filling words there. There was a lot. Shout out Gage Jones. S- shout out Gage Jones. Do you like Jadavion Clowney to the Browns, potentially? I like it. You know how I like the complimentary pass rushers on either side. I think he and Miles Garrett not only are super physical guys that are very physically intimidating, you put them off the bus first, as you say. Yeah, always okay. put them off the bus first. Always. Those two guys. I go Jadavian and then Miles Garrett directly behind him. That's who gets off the bus first. Vinatieri used to be the first off the bus every time because he sat up front. And then I would sit behind him. Like, I would walk off behind him. And there would always be these cameras that were so happy for things. And it was just utter disappointment. Andrew Luck's coming out, like, maybe 27 deep in the second bus. Nobody even knows. <laughs> We've, we messed that up completely for a lot of years. And now looking back on it, I feel terrible about that. But you put Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney leading your team into a, into a stadium. Jesus. Those, that would be... That would be a pair of monsters up there for Cleveland. Andrew Barry, by the way, big brain, new GM. He has been around and knows, knows the effect of Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis. Those dudes used to wreak havoc on people. Yeah, who gets paid on a defense? The outside rushers, and if you have a shutdown corner. That's who you pay the, the big money to because if you have a shutdown corner, you can, the old cliche, you can kind of take that side of the field away. You can take their best receiver out, and then you can, you can play different multiple coverages uh, away from that shutdown corner. And who else? can affect the game the guy rushing the passer because he can get sacks negative yardage plays sack strip turnovers all that stuff that can change the, the face of the game so you pay those dudes but does cleveland have enough money to make jadavian Clowney want to come to cleveland yeah i don't know jadavian Clowney, you said earlier that there are reports where he wasn't getting as many big offers as he had thought so i'll be excited to see what the market is for him but he goes to cleveland that'd be even more dangerous they're building up a little team over there I'll be excited to see what they can pull off. Was there a day back in the day where Mike linebackers were the ones that got paid the most because they were always called the quarterback of the defense and things like that? Was there ever that day? Did that ever happen? No, uh, I don't think that was ever really a a thing. I mean, guys could still get paid a lot of money to to play inside backer, but it's a position where a lot of teams feel like 
you don't have to go and pay top end dollar to to have one or two inside backers. You definitely don't want to have two inside backers making giant contracts. You don't want to allocate your money that way. But you could you could handle having one guy making big money. I think in the middle. I always just assumed that the mic was getting the most, like for a long time, and then obviously corners and DNs came into it because I think back in the day, whenever Steve Sable and NFL Films were really the only people covering, there was no internet. You always saw like the mic giving the huddle. Like it always felt like it was the middle linebackers like defense. Right for a well, long- it was it was different then too. I'm sure you've seen like the clips of old school guys like um, Dick Buckus and Singletary talking about like, hey, you come across the middle, like that's my area. You don't come across the middle, like I'll kill you. And so you, they could get away with a lot more and could impact the game more. I think too. Back before the rules kind of have changed to, to protect guys. Did you uh, did you lead with your head a lot or no? I mean, how are you not going to lead with your head? What else would I lead with? It's a great question. I, I would like to let you know that whenever they said there will be no more leading with the head for tacklers, I didn't fully understand that because, you know, we, we are like, uh, like sharks, like uh, most animals. Your head is normally where you're headed to. You know what I mean? If you're, you're going at an angle. The head up thing, was that an easy adjustment for you to make? No, because you're always taught to tackle with your head up. But a lot of times, man, that hurts. Like I think you tackle with your head up. And sometimes you're in a situation where you can't get your head up and like your eyes on the ball they always try to tell you to put your eyes on the football or whatever it's hard to do that you can you, you definitely can adjust it and they teach tackling a lot different now from a young age starting in like second grade this wrap twirl gator tackle type thing where you kind of keep your head out of it so they're trying to do it but there's going to be many instances throughout a game where your head you can't help but make head-to-head contact with somebody and you had no concussions huh nope nothing documented nothing just doesn't believe in them some people are lucky. No, I, I 100% believe in them. Trust me, I do. But, uh, yeah, I've been lucky. I don't know what I, what I can tell you, man. I haven't had the, the crazy headaches after a game where you puke or spend the night in the hospital. I just haven't had that. I've been lucky. All right. Um, I, wanted you to, I, I wanted to do something in the show called the uh, Best Flex on Earth. Is that okay if we do that? I mean, we should vote, I guess, because it's your show as well. Yeah, I, I, I vote in favor of this. Okay, here it is. Cristiano Ronaldo bought an island to lock his family up on for this quarantine. This is the best flex I've ever seen in my entire life. This is the best flex to have ever happened. In the middle of a potential, uh, no, a worldwide pandemic where people are being quarantined away from, away from others, he bought an island to move his family to. See you later. Nobody's fucking allowed. I love that. I mean, it's pretty amazing. It's awesome that he did that. I just don't know. Like, okay. So are there no other people on the island other than his family working the island, helping him run the generators, helping him get fa- food and supplies? Like, how is that working? Is there room service on the island? What is, is there running water? on? How is this all? That is a great question. And how did he turn it around so quickly if he just bought the island? That's what I want to know. There's usually at least 30 days before you can close on this thing. So maybe they expedited the process because of who he is and the times we're living in. He had to pay just straight cash, right, for that thing? Just showed up at the island and said, who owns this? You get out of here. Here's the cash. Here's a boat. It sounds kind of like that's what happened here. If he's like, is he, do we know, is he on the island right now? Is he Christopher Columbus? <laughs> Cristiano Columbus. Christian, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo Columbus. Cristiano Columbus Ronaldo it just went onto an island, bought it, moved his family in there, and told everybody to get the fuck out. Ain't nobody getting the goddamn coronavirus around here. 
I mean, yeah, that's a heck of a move. Do you think this is a snowball effect where we will see other giant celebrities with huge bank accounts starting to buy up islands around the world? I don't know. AJ, are you going to buy an island around the world or whether you literally just described yourself? Nope, I did not. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hunkered here in Ohio, man. I'm not going anywhere. Speaking of hunkered, another segment I wanted to do today was uh, at-home sports personalities backdrops on television. Oh, I love this. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and, and backdrops slash audio because some, like they're on ESPN, they're they're calling people in their house, they're on there, and sometimes I'm like, man, you just I'll gotta tell get a you U- what, Greeny, I think yeah. <laughs> it does Can sound we like just get a USB mic. You can get a USB mic from Walmart that'll plug into your computer to make it sound a little bit better. <laughs> I think some of it's happening spur of the moment, but you're 100% right. But the backdrops are always very telling to me. Who took the time? Who really wanted to showcase how smart they were? Who accomplished some things? And who is a last-minute motherfucker that just put the camera up and said, let's shoot? We got an entire Rolodex here. I have another. I have one quick question, too. You can think about this when you're watching it. What, between the females and males that we that whatever, I don't know who you have coming up to show, were... Who took the time to put a full face of makeup on to do these interviews as well? Because, you know, if they're going in studio, they have makeup people that are that are dolling them up. There's been some different looking analysts over the last couple of days. I will say that. And by the way, I look much different. The Bob Ross makeup people at ESPN Pure 17 is next level. They put a filter on me just to wear around the day. I mean, it's, it's incredible. But whenever you're at home, you don't have some of those. Tra- the standard, I think, for backdrops for sports commentators is the first guy, Adam Schefter. I think Schefter is the standard, right? I mean, he's got a lot of books to showcase that he's smart. He's got the Wolverines thing there. Now he has the Buccaneers and the Patriots behind him, which is a wild move because he is a Michigan man, loves Tom Brady. It just feels like that is the standard when it comes to the backdrop for these sports commentators do you agree aj yeah that, that is kind of the standard we're, we're shefty he also over his left shoulder has a his wedding picture with his wife and you got to have Smart. footballs and books and it, yeah this is a pure this is exactly what i would guess Schefter's backdrop would look like it was a smart move and by the way he's been doing a lot longer than most people the next person on the list obviously is just happening this week is dan orlovsky da- Dan showcases that he lives well. Okay, that's a good-looking office. And also, he has some game balls. He has his kids over his right shoulder there, much like Schefter wanted to showcase that. Although he loves his business and he is successful, he's a family-first guy. I like the way he set this up. It's good lighting. And by the way, he sounded good as well. The Buccaneers humming on top did strike us because did he have connections and know that Tom Brady was going to Tampa before any of us? Is that why he put the helmet up there? Well, no, he, I think he was one of the first guys to, to say Tampa Bay is going to be an option, but I think Dan played for the, the Bucks at some point, didn't he? I have no idea. No, no clue. No. You guys might want to look that up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Boston Connor back there looking up. But anyways, was that his game helmet? He is not going to be remembered as Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback now. Hate to break to him. Tom yeah, Brady. I'm sure that was the his first worry when Tom Brady <laughs> signed. Or, or Tom hasn't officially signed yet, has he? No, and they said they're not planning on anything yet, too. They, I don't know if they are going to do it at 4 o'clock or some other time. Orlovsky, by the way, have you ever met him? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Super smart dude. I love him on TV, too. He is completely bought into what Dan Orlovsky is. You know what I mean? Like, he's very comfortable being the, the almost I'm smarter than you, uh, handsome white ex-quarterback on television. And I love it. He's all over the place. That's why they, they use him on so many different shows and calling games and doing everything. I remember when Dan was posting those videos online oh. before he was with ESPN. I, I was talking to him like, man, hasn't that network come after you like to 
he was one of the early guys that was breaking film down and telling you exactly really what was happening, which was good coming from a, a former quarterback. I agree. I agree. He didn't have. We had him on on the show a couple of times during that time period, and mm-hmm. uh, we we gave him some critiques. We told him we need a what? little bit more energy. Okay, pal. Oh. A little bit more energy. Some of those early videos, I felt like I was learning something, but I was also snoozing. Needed to chug some G fuel while watching it. Now Dan has become this perfect telestrator operator. He's very good at describing things. Dan is very good. Like I am a, we are big fans of Dan Orlovsky over here. Well, that's the thing, though, Pat. With you, you think everybody can bring both the energy and passion and excitement Bingo. with the intellect. You're one of the only people that can do that. That can. Inform people, but also be get people super excited and be funny at the same time. Like, there's not many people on the planet that can do that, Pat. AJ, AJ, I feel the same way about you, AJ. You know, but the thing about you is, you're so dry that nobody understands your humor. So I would assume that when you worked with some people, it was very difficult for them. They thought they couldn't get a budge on you. I would assume that is the case because I don't know how you don't have a full time gig somewhere. I honestly don't. There's a I do, right here. here. You're looking at my full-time gig, Pat. Oh, this is full-time. I did for the last three days, yeah. I was just looking at my future to see if it was possible, and I think this show is a potential maybe, you know, full-time thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I, uh, that's probably an accurate representation of myself. Yeah, but you have, those golf, you have those golf events with all those celebrities, mm-hmm. too. Legends cruises. Legends cruises in Ohio State. So we'll probably have to take the show off on those times. But other times, I think we'll just continue to do this while it happens. Yeah, we're here. For the foreseeable future, I don't think anyone's going anywhere really doing a whole lot. So, yeah, why not? Let's right. do it. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. Um, you don't uh, have any more backdrops? You just had two backdrops set up? Oh, yeah. I forgot we were in the middle of that. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Bro, that fucking Reaper Pepper, dude. It, um, that's all I'm thinking about right You're now. You're shook. You're shook. Like, you, are, you feel right now like I used to feel the night before our conditioning test in college. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to feel that way, too. I, I understand exactly. That's exactly how I feel right now. You're just you're nervous, and whatever you're doing before, it doesn't matter. Because, like, it, it's like you're not even here. Nothing matters. None of the, the, I can't prep for this. this is just, I'm just jumping into a situation that's going to suck. And I'm just staring it right down a barrel. But I'm going to earn money for people. And I want to let them know I'm going to be mentally tough enough to get that thing up to at least 4500 bucks, which would be three minutes without touching anything after. Do you have milk uh, ready? Uh, isn't milk supposed to help? From what I've been told, there's been like a bunch of experts that have uh, sent me Twitter uh, uh, messages. Not messages, but tweets. You get it. That have been like, you know. You got to fight fire with fire, warm up a tortilla and toss that thing on you. And then somebody's like, oh, I do this all the time. It's not the milk. It's actually the ice cream that you need to put on your, your tongue there. And then everybody has their own idea. Everybody has their own agenda. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to have a G Fuel drink because they're paying out the money to the commenters. And I'm going to have milk probably that's going to end up just getting doused on my face if I had to guess. It would be fun for, for people to watch. I'm glad you're doing it. Uh, you should talk to that. Chris, is it Chris Evans who runs that First We Feast the Hot Wings show? Well, on he, YouTube? What should I do? Just call him? or Yeah, call him. Reach out to him. I mean, you're an internet celebrity. You're a huge star. I'm sure he'd be excited to get a message from you. I am nowhere near the Hot Ones level. That is... Mm. I think you are. I think you are. He seemed, He's a cool dude, too. He seems like it. Have you met him? No. So you only know him from interviewing people that are eating very hot things. 
he does a very good job at the show. Yeah, it was, it's a new, weird concept that you wouldn't think of, and it's taken off. Great idea for a show. Great show. Just like Cold as Balls with Kevin Hart, the interview in Awkward Situations is always uh, it's good, and Sean Evans does a great job. I think so. I get, you know what? We'll probably see that more now. Like the people thinking of weird situations they can put you in to have because everyone is like, oh, well, podcasts, they've all done it. I don't want to just sit one on one. I need to come up with like a hook with something that makes me different from everybody else. Well, the TV is turning into internet right now. They're FaceTime with people from Backdrops, our next one. It's literally an internet. This is, they're doing internet shows on TV right now. The next one is Michael Irvin. This was the call heard Ron Houston. This the best was, one yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy's in the basement of a, a, of a church or, or a, a YMCA, a Boys and Girls Club. Uh, maybe his house. I'm not 100% sure. The hanger in the background with his suit. This one is the best one. Not bad lit, by the way. Not bad lighting. But the optics just seem like, you know what? This guy is in the middle of something for sure. Get him the hell out of here. Yeah, I mean, Michael Irvin's is pretty amazing. I, I like that, and especially that he drops the he drops something oh. that gets ran everywhere after he, he comes out with these DeAndre Hopkins, Bill O'Brien comments. So it'll be interesting to see over the next twenty four to forty eight hours if we hear anything from Bill O'Brien in the Texans organization. And, and I give credit to DeAndre Hopkins, I guess, for kind of standing up for him. Well, is there? There's no one that's going to be better than that, is there? No. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm about to puke thinking about what's going on here in an hour. Why now. are you so nervous? You agreed to do this. Why are you so nervous? It's not really I agreed. I thought to do this. 2.2 million Scoville. 2.2 million Scoville. Off the chart. What does that mean? What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. Where'd you get it? Where'd you get the pepper? Uh, I don't know. Diggs got it. It came in his bag. It's dried. It's a dried one. We have to put it in water for 15 minutes. Oh, that's going to be awful, man. There's a lot of seeds in the ones I've seen, too. A lot of seeds, man. Yeah, I think you should just just block it out. You'll be fine, Pat. Don't worry about it. AJ Hawk, AJ Hawk, AJ Hawk, AJ. That was a motivational speech right there. That Tim Tebow video really did something, to AJ. Wow. Hey, that made me feel good. I'm about to go run and do this right now. I'm gonna puke first, and I'm gonna think about it a little bit more, and then I'm gonna go do this Carolina Reaper thing. Hey, you know what? I think we should st- if if make sure you guys are are monitoring. Uh, the, Timmy Tebow's social media channels. If he has more inspirational speeches, well, we we should start out each show with that. I vote yay. By the way, for that, if we're doing a, a democratic process, I'm all in on that. Okay, good. Then then it's done. We'll we'll see if if Tim was at his house. He's he post workout in his house. I think you should film a post workout video like that. Well, well, the first thing you have to do is work out for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, to to film a post workout video. You first have to fake it, then fake it. Run up and down the steps a few times. Get out of breath. Spritz yourself with water. Yeah, put some water <laughs> on. Yep. I, tell you, I hope everybody's guys, big workout today, guys. I just want you to know, keep your ear to the grindstone. Keep it going. Keep it rolling, guys. I love you, Pat McAfee Incorporated, small business owner. Go Colts. Listen, I know, I know that COVID 19s running wild, and I know it's raining, <laughs> and I know you know a lot of you are jobs, but. Don't forget fucking leg day. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what I just did. I just did leg day, man, and that's what everybody should do. No, we will. I think there's enough Tim Tebow motivational speeches out there for us to have one oh, for yeah. a day, I think, until we get actual Tim Tebow on here to motivate us. Oh. That's the play. That's what we'll do. Until we get actual Tim Tebow motivation, we will watch old Tim Tebow motivations. Diggy's, Diggsy Updates is in here. For the, bra- yeah, it's yep. on. For the brand update. Yep. Ravens and Sam Cook agreed to a two-year extension. Good for Sam Cook. Really good, really good ball punter. 
uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. He has all the shots in his bag. The Baltimore Ravens fans were not happy when I got elected Pro Bowl over him. Uh, both years I got elected. So I respect and appreciate the love that Baltimore has for Sam Cook. And I also have a bunch of love and a respect for what Sam Cook does with a football. He's very good now. He's richer. And you ha- so you have him back, and you have the, the best kicker in the league right now, too, Justin Tucker. Yeah, they're so good. You would not want to have Justin Tucker have a new holder right now at this point. Sam Cook might be able to punt for the next 30 years as long as Justin Tucker's kicking because they're not going to want him to have a new holder. It's just too good. What if you bring in a new holder, and then all of a sudden Justin Tucker just goes to shit? You're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's, it's a real thing. People don't realize that, Pat. I know you've talked about it before, but I know. I'm, I'm good buddies with Nugent. I mean, having a good holder is – Huge. No one ever mentions, though. People have gotten jobs because they're a good holder. They can, they're like an equal punter or maybe a little bit less of a punter, but they're a good holder. Bang, get them in there. That person gets the job. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, Justin Tucker's unreal. What's he do? Why is he so good? He's, he told us on our show that he focuses on focusing. So he, he has this ability to just laser focus on something. And he says everything's like basically the same kick. But wow. he does get nervous, he said. He said he does get nervous and he thinks about stuff, but he focuses on focusing. And then he just bombs footballs. I mean, he is unbelievable. He, he's, like, uh, he's like Big Poppy back in there whenever uh, – and I'm not saying he's on anything, but watching him kick a ball, it's like a home run derby. It's like it's, – it's, he's good. Are you saying Big Poppy was on something? No, I'm just saying whenever like Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and them would step and Sammy Sosa would step in the batter's box, you knew that a big ball was coming. That's what it's like with when Tucker. It's like uh, if you respect the kicking game, it's like a fucking slaughtered football is coming right up here in a couple seconds, and that's not normal. Doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, and he like sings opera and plays the piano. The dude's like a well-rounded dude. I'm not knocking opera singers. But I've seen too many come on America's Got Talent to really respect that opera singing is hard. I, I, I'm being serious when I say that. I don't understand what they're saying, but America's Got Talent, and maybe my ear is just too ignorant, but whenever they come on America's Got Talent, they all sound the exact same to me. Same with Justin Tucker. Maybe I just don't have levels to it, but I, I don't know if opera sing. Now, he can sing regular, too, which I think is very better than anybody that I know personally. But the opera singing thing, I don't think it's that impressive. And boy, I'm going to get murdered by high society. <laughs> I think it's pretty impressive. I definitely do. Really? Yeah, I know I can't Whoa! do it. That's, uh, they just do that with volumes, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. And you think it's he, some kind of trick? You think they're tricking us? No, I just think they all sound the same. Like I don't know if there's differences in opera singers. Like When I hear an opera singer on America's Got Talent, okay, it sounds the exact same way as the internet video I've seen of the Italian opera singer screaming off of his patio to everybody in the village. It sounds the exact same to me. I, they, they sound the exact same. I don't... I, just, all that, I mean, all that tells me is there's a ton of talented people out there that can sing their ass off, and or, only a small percentage makes it. Or... Or do the flip side of that, which would be a little bit negative. Which is or not- it's super easy and everybody can sing opera? That's what, I was, that's what I was saying. I don't know. Unless somehow I wake up tomorrow and I'm able to sing like that, I will have to stick with my beliefs. Yeah, but can you dance? Nope. Dancing's a relatively easy thing, too. It depends who you ask. It's relative, too. It's, re- or it's subjective, I guess. So you could say, oh, you're a good dancer, but you're not as good as Justin Timberlake. Like, what is, there's levels <sighs> hey, to it. Well, hey, hey. That son of a bitch is good, too, by the way. He did an entire concert where it was just him and a microphone standing in a circle thing with an entire arena phone. He just danced his ass off for two and a half hours. 
Yeah, he's really good. I've been to one of his shows. That dude is unbelievable. He's super talented. Yeah, there's a lot of talented people out there. I guess you you see that if you watch America's Got Talent. Oh, I love America's Got Talent. Are you friends? You probably with, love. Are you? You friends? love Mass Singer, don't you? I got into it the first season. It's too long and drawn out. I want to know who more people are. Tell me, tell me more, quicker. <laughs> I, I, let's move forward. I want to find out yeah. more. But you could do that. Why don't you do the Mass Singer? I got asked to do the local one here in Indianapolis. I'll tell you what. I did. Said no. I didn't get to respond. Somebody else took it. Some other local celebrity took it before I could even respond. They <laughs> who gave took me, it? What? I what don't other know. Local I, well, celebrity? I don't know because it's Mass Singer. You don't know who it is. That's the thing. Oh. Until the end, but I didn't respond quick enough. I was like, they said you have until Friday to respond, and on Thursday I got an email that said, "Well, spots already taken. See you later." It's probably Blue Colts mascot. <laughs> who else is in Indianapolis that's going <laughs> to do this? Got over a mascot, Larry Bird. <laughs> Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah. Larry Bird's good. <laughs> It might be. I don't know. Where's Jameis Winston going? I know we're wrapping up. I don't know, man. With I'm Nick, curious about what happens with Jameis for some reason. I am, too. That's the biggest question mark for me. He's going to get it? a backup role, I think. I don't know if he's going to be named starter. Man, it's going to be a tough drop for him. He's like, man, I, I was still – I know I threw a bunch of picks, but I was still – I'm learning Bruce Arian's system, and I still was very productive. Like, there's no way he views himself as a backup. No way. And, by the way – I very much understand why he feels that way. He threw for 5,000 yards. But there are so many quarterbacks on the market right now. So ma- there are so many quarterbacks that are moving. Where does he end up at? I don't know. I mean, would, Is Los Angeles or the Chargers uh, an option for him right now? From what all reports are being said, and who knows what's valid and not, Cam Newton and Chargers are probably going to happen. That makes sense. Doesn't that seem like a, a good fit for Cam to be in L.A.? And it feels like a good fit for the Chargers, by the way. Cam brings some star power, and if he can play good football and they can win a little bit, that's good news. Yeah, did Witten sign with Oakland or with the L.A. Raiders? Las Vegas, yeah. Yeah, L.A. Raiders. But <laughs> what got me thinking, though, is that they're saying, does the coronavirus deal, is this going to delay oh, them yeah. moving to Las Vegas? They might go back to Oakland, they said. Imagine yeah. that. That would be awesome. They came out and said that this isn't going to affect the stadium being built or anything, though. So Today. They say that today. What are they going to say tomorrow or a week they from now? A we couple, don't know. A couple days ago because they were worried about it. It was in, because, like, with the casino shutting down and everything. But apparently, like, I don't know. They said it's not an issue. Sure. Okay. Well, then I have to believe them. But, yeah. Well, uh, Witten going to play for Gruden is, uh, I don't know. He really he's, wants to play football. He's a grinder, man. He's legit. Wouldn't can play. He's been doing it for 25 years in the league now. Somebody just knock? Knock on wood if you're with me. Oh, jeez. I thought somebody knocked on our door. I thought we were like getting potentially like, go home. I thought there was a full panic thing. That was a cop knock that Zito just did right there. I mean, that was. What was he knocking? Wait, what were you knocking on wood for? Knock on wood if you're with me, man. Oh. John on, Jason Witten's knocking right now. He's with him. Okay. All right. All I'm going to have to get on board with all you guys' group celebrations it's not ours dude don't whoa 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 aj aj we're not taking that that's john gruden's hey you know my favorite part about the show is people send me some clips is hearing all the guys in the background with their little comments a lot of times i can't hear it while we're doing the show because like if someone's (laughs) talking it mutes them or whatever and i hear in these clips the guys just making little comments to me uh, after I say something, and it makes me laugh. Actually. Yeah, good. I'm at, that's good news. The guys so. feel good about that. That's good. Yeah. Hey, guys. Good. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Thanks, AJ. Hey, boy, guys. Oh, no. And it's always Connor, Connor's voice trumps all. And he's like, oh, oh come on. He always has like a disappointed, weird comment. It's well, awesome. just think about this. His hair is trying to do what your hair does. Yeah. What, what am I supposed to do here, AJ? 
I think I lost it a little bit. Oh, you look good, man. Thanks. You got nice curls back there. Yeah, yeah, right? It's curly hair, naturally. Nice hang time. I bet you look sweet with a backwards hat. (laughs) Well, I mean, you That's when you're growing your hair out. The the first thing you're so juiced about is getting some hang time out the back of your helmet. The little curls up. Yep. Good hang time. Yeah, I never had any curls, unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah, you you said yesterday, and I quote, I had that ratty white trash long hair. I never said white trash. I would never try to degrade anybody. I thought that's what you said. We heard it. No, you can run the tape back. I don't think so. I got the clip right here. Jeff Akuda said that. (laughs) I got the clip right here, he says. All right, we're getting out of here. Uh, In 57 minutes, I'm going to die. Good luck with your pepper, Pat. I cannot wait. I will not tune in live, most likely. I'll check it out later. Oh, come on. You're not going to be able to win. You're not going to be able to win if you're not commenting live. Oh, yeah, you're right. I can win. So if I comment at, if I say like. Actually, we're going to keep the comments open for 24 hours, actually. But if someone guesses what, if I say two and a half minutes and that's your time, I get paid? No, no, no. You just got to put your name in there and put, you just got to enter your, your Venmo or Cash App in there. Connor, can you enter me in there? I yeah. want to win some money. I got you, AJ. No problem. Whoa. I gave it, give me, uh, Are you put funneling me down money for 47 through, seconds. Are you funneling money through Connor? Yeah. Give me your Venmo name, Connor. I'll send you some cash. Smart move for Connor. This is a smart move. Sounds good with all these horses, too. I yeah, mean, I'm losing it. We're betting on a lot of horse racing, and AJ has a lot of money, so you, you just make sure you get that. In- Wait, is horse racing going on? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. Hey, there's like 200-yard races. Things are over in 10 seconds like this. You just bet like quick 25 bucks. Over. Fuck. Move to the next one. It just, it, by the way, never in my life thought I'd get into horse racing. TVG right now is crushing the game because I have uh, an itch to scratch when it comes to the gambling world. There's nothing like it. You, I know nothing about these damn things. Nothing. Nothing at all. And I'm just, come on, three. Come on. Wow. You need to have like a, one of those horse handicapper guys. What, Randy Moss. The other Randy Moss does that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other Randy Moss. I Shaped head Randy Moss. Like Randy Moss. Not the wide receiver one. Oh, NBC Randy Moss. I don't want to talk to that Randy Moss. I want to talk to ESPN Randy Moss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. Straight cash. Talk to them both, then. I don't think we can get ESPN Randy Moss. I'm, I'm about 100% sure we can get NBC Randy Moss, though. Yeah. I think you could do it. Well, do I? I don't know. I think you underestimate your the the poll you have, Pat. I don't like inter- I don't like asking people. I don't want. I don't want like. Yeah. Um, I don't like making people think that they should like have to do something. Does that make sense? I don't like asking a lot of people to come on shows. Oh, it's yeah, it's brutal. It's terrible. It's awful. And I think it's you. Not and, I think you and me are similar. That when people would ask us to do stuff, we'd do it. And as soon as we get done, we're like, I hated that. So now, <laughs> when, so now when it comes to me asking people to do stuff, I think I'm in the same way where it's like, I don't want to have to ask people to do something because they might hate but it. But the thing about you, though, I'm sure you got done with it. You didn't want to do it going into it. You agreed. You did it. But then you get done. You're like, man, I hated that whole time, the whole situation there. But I guarantee you, you were still on and you gave a great interview or a great talk to the people. And they were like, man, he was amazing. He seemed so engaged and yeah. just really wanted to be here. Yeah, and hey, let's do it again. Let's run it back uh, next week. I'm like, oh, hey. I'm booked. Maybe a couple <laughs> Wait, more Wait, what weeks. time? What day did you – when did you want? Uh, Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Yeah, I'm booked. Man. Sorry, I got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, back to back. Tuesday? Oh, yeah. What about Wednesday? Oh, man, oh, Wednesday. Oh, my God. Really Tuesday's going to spill in, you know. Tuesday's going to spill into <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that's what people wouldn't know, though. You, you're – yeah, you're you're good. You're good at what you do. So people will think, man, this is amazing. Pat loves us. He's a friend of the show. And then you, <laughs> the second you hang up, you're like never again. That ha- doesn't happen on a regular basis. I would like that to be. The boys watch me do basically everything. But when it does happen, oh man, those are good days. Those are good, good days. Those are good days. <laughs>
I have so much fun with those moments. I've been around you a few times, Pat, where we've been around some questionable people, and then the second they get off an elevator or they're out of our sight, you're like, that guy's the worst. I'm like, really? Because that guy thinks you're his best friend. You had me fooled. Yeah, well. All right. Uh, just want to let everybody watching that you will never land yourself in that position with me because I appreciate you spending your day with McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. Uh, I have to go prepare myself for what's about to happen. I have to do this now. Yes, you do. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to, to your guys for setting up, and thanks for people for watching. Nice. I can't Good wait to, to see you eat this pepper. All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. You're going to give us your top three landing destinations for Jameis Winston. That's uh, tomorrow on McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. A.J. Hawk. Breaking down where and how much exactly for Jameis Winston's uh, future will be. Why not? Why not? You can. You can. I'll, I'll start doing some research now, Pat. People love those lists on the internet, man. They love those lists. We're like, oh, who's the top top five point guards to play in the '80s in the NBA? Like people, love, they go back to lists when there's not a lot of live sports action happening. All right, so we need your list of the top middle linebackers from the '60s. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> and also top players to never have had a concussion when having over a thousand tackles in the NFL's history. Hmm, that's gonna be tough. I'll see what I can do. Are you the only one? No, there's tons. There's tons of us out there. Uh, I don't think so. I think you. I think you'd be surprised, Pat. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Hey, Jay, they used, you used to wear like a baseball cap as a helmet back in the day. Do you know the advancements in the helmet in just the last ten years are the, next level? I mean, unless your jawline just eats things, which it could, by the way, cuts glass. It, it, it feels like you potentially had your, you know, what. I don't know what that means. Well, in this particular case, it's a concussion. Oh, wait, okay, sure. I mean, I but get that thing a little. Don't bit. get me started on the helmets, Pat. You know that. You know that's not a thing. What? Like the the helmet advancement has really cut down on concussions. Come on now, these super light plastic helmets that look awful. You can't sit back and tell me that they're all better <laughs> than, than some of the old school heavy helmets. I did not expect this take from you. I am so happy that we found ourselves here. So you don't believe in the new helmets? You don't think they're more safe than the, the old school ones? The only no, I'm sure some of them are. But my only thing, and I know I've told you this before, but I understand with vitamins and your CBD that you forget things at times. But whoa. If there was one helmet that was better than all the others, there would only be one option, Pat. You know, there's like 25 different makes and models you can choose from when you get True. to the NFL. And I'm like, wait, okay, well, if one, what are we doing here? Why are there so many options? What are we talking about? How about when they came out with that pamphlet that like rated them each like they were a Madden player? Like this one, uh, it's lighter and, and better for speed, but the protection on the sides is a little bit higher. So if you're going to take some cross shots, think about this helmet. This helmet, good all-around helmet, a little bit uncomfortable though. Like they have like a full Mel Kuyper breakdown on each helmet. And then by the time you get to like the 60th one, you're like, I have no. just give me the one that fits my head. I, I don't know what to do. That was a very yeah. interesting times whenever they were trying to transform that whole shit. They still are trying to always come out with new technology, which they should. But guess what? If you're going to be wearing a helmet, you're going to use it to strike other players. That's Sup- just how it works. Super Bowl champion A.J. Hawk admits to using helmet as weapon. Whoa. I mean, no. First off, that's just dumb. Run it back, Zeno. Saying. Run it back. Got it. Run it back. If you have a helmet on, it's going. you're going to have to. It's not just for protection. You have to use it. So it's a weapon. So it's a so it's like a sure. ninja star. The same way Pat's leg is a weapon. His right leg is an absolute. It, it, you're, hey, hey, you're 100 percent right. Don't Hell get caught yeah. in the storm. 
<laughs> we'll be caught in the storm. <laughs> I was gonna say this one's thunder, this one's lightning. Don't get caught in the storm, but I didn't. I didn't finish the whole sentence because that reaper is still just kind of right on my head right now. Yeah, man, I feel bad for you. That's a that's a rough feeling that I think a lot of athletes can understand. Like the day before your first two a days or three a days, the, the night before when you try to go to bed. Uh, when you know you have to run 20 half gasters under 17 seconds the next day with 30 seconds rest, like those nights and those mornings are not fun. Like you could have anybody talking. They could tell you any, like you're not going to retain any information. You're prepared for this. That's what some people say. You'll be ready. It's like, am I though? I don't know. I'm actually not, I'm not ready because I've, I've run 24 half gasters last week in preparation. And I thought I was dead after 14. So I don't know if I am prepared. Yeah, you know what? I am. I was born for this. I've been through this moment before. I'm gonna go do it. Uh, AJ, I appreciate you. Uh, great show today. I can't thank you enough. We'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Can we run that uh, clip? Our open. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, pay good. We changed good, live it. Good, live good, die good. All right. You see that McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk? Would you officially change the name? It's good. I noticed that. I'm glad. I'm happy. Boost Mobile gives you everything you could want in a wireless carrier so you know exactly what you're getting and exactly what you're paying for. With no annual service contract, Boost Mobile offers a range of unlimited data plans and the latest phones from top brands at affordable prices. Service plans already include taxes and fees, plus mobile hotspot, unlimited music streaming, and more. Step up with Boost Mobile. Step up with Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast network so you can post up and watch the games almost anywhere. Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast network is a slam dunk. Step up with Boost Mobile. Switch to Boost Mobile today and get four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited data. Holy shit. If you switch to Boost Mobile today, you get four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones. Perfect for the whole family. A super reliable, super fast nationwide network to keep you connected. Switch to Boost Mobile. Switch now. Step up with Boost Mobile and switch today and get four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited data. Four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones. Perfect for the whole family. It's a super reliable, super fast nationwide network to keep you connected. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. Visit BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Includes mobile optimized streaming. Users using more than 35 gigs of data during billing cycle may be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. The four, four lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and the four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones are a limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only requires port and activation from eligible carrier. One free device per line. Users using more than 35 gigs of data during a billing cycle may be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Boost Mobile. Okay, I like what you guys are pitching. Go to boostmobile.com or a retailer, and let's take advantage of what they got going on. When was the last time you were driving through a storm and thought, you know what? I fucking love not being able to see when I drive. Uh, never. Yeah, you probably haven't. Now driving in bad weather doesn't have to be a headache thanks to the new Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades. These blades last through everything to prove it. Michelin just put their new Endurance XT silicone wiper blades to the ultimate test on a world record-breaking 16... 
thousand mile drive from Alaska to Argentina to show just how durable these blades are. Rainier Zeitlow. Oh, unit. Unit of a man. Okay. We finally Googled this Rainier Zeitlow. We've heard about Rainier Zeitlow. Mm-hmm. We know that if Rainier Zeitlow is involved and it's a vehicle, this is some real, real shit going down. We Googled what Rainier Zeitlow looks like. Unit of a man. Rainier Zeitlow was the man behind the wheel, and he put the Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades through ice, snow, rain, thunder. Feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Thunder and the wind, and the blades took all of it. These blades are crafted for extreme weather performance with an advanced quad tech, four-layer coated silicone that repels water, snow, and ice, and lasts two times longer than the other blades. The Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades are real-world proven for extreme weather performance. Upgrade to the Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades today. I believe they're only at Walmart. Go check those out. Let's get back to the show. We're being joined now by uh, all-pro and three-time pro bowler of the Pittsburgh Steelers, defensive lineman, Cam Hayward. How are we doing? Attaboy, Cam, you down in quarantine over there? How's life? Man, uh, I'm making do. Uh, <laughs> I got the kids running around. Uh, my wife's stuck with them right now, but uh, we're, make, we're making do. Um, a lot of board games. Yeah, I mean, people are really going back to the old ages of how to stay entertained. I watched horse racing. My lady busted out a shoots and ladders game last night. I mean, these things are getting old school, Cam. Yeah, uh, my wife doesn't like when I put the TV on, especially with all this NFL free agency stuff going on. So uh, a lot of board games, making up games as I go. Um, think about setting up like a putt-butt uh, around the basement. So smart. Should be fun. Cam, that's very smart. These are things that you're going to have to get very creative with over the next potential three months, people are saying. Maybe even yeah. a year. Just lock it down. Use that big brain of yours, Cam. Um, you saw yesterday then that Philip Rivers signed for $25 million with the Indianapolis Colts, effectively naming him the starter over Jacoby Brissett. Do you take right. any blame in, in ruining Jacoby Brissett's career with what you did? <laughs> Dang. I hope not. Shoot. Didn't he come back after? Yeah, he was not the same, though. That play by you, I just want to let you know, that was one of the most impressive feats of strength I've ever seen in my entire life. Going into a game against a guy like Quentin Nelson, who's been heralded as a road grader, as something like that, as an interior defensive lineman, is that something where you're like, okay, this is a marquee matchup? Is that something that happens for D linemen, or is it just like every week I got to do my job? No, hell yeah, it's a, it's a it's a marquee matchup. Uh, you know, I I love Quinn. I love the way he plays. Um, but you know, all week Coach T had been hyping up. Oh, uh, they got uh, first rounders over there, and uh, me, Bud, and Teaser were like, "Well, shit, we got a uh, we got first rounders over here." So you know, <laughs> strap it up, let's go. Is that Tomlin's mentality? Kind of because tra- Chris Boswell has told me that uh, whenever he's going through something or something like that, like Tomlin will come over and joke with him. And like Tomlin told Chris Boswell, like, hey, I, hey we're big fans of your boss, but Sebastian Janikowski is about to potentially be on the market. <laughs> like, oh. is that like kind of Tomlin? Is that like how Tomlin like gets people going, motivated, and kind of interacts? Yeah, he's he's the king of pettiness. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, no, it, it, it's not a shot. Like, shoot. Um, it's 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 fitting, shoot. I, I haven't even texted Coach T about uh, the Derek Watts signing, but I'm just waiting for him to be like, "Yeah, now we're going for JJ too." <laughs> well, by the way, <laughs> the entire internet is is thinking that because Bill O'Brien is trading people for second round picks that he doesn't like personally, JJ Man. Watt has. That's what. Yeah, that was insane. Kim, we all. <laughs> by the way, we all felt the same way. Did you hear what Michael Irvin said this morning? 
What did he say? So Michael Irvin said that DeAndre Hopkins talked to him. Now, this is all according to Michael Irvin, who was FaceTiming in to get up this morning from a church basement, it looked like, because the, the tiles were kind of going down. But he said that Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins had to have conversations about a power struggle and things like that. Like, Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins did not get along, I guess. So he's been shopping him a couple years. But the thought of J.J. Watt moved out of Houston to Pittsburgh, would that be yeah. something you would enjoy or hate? Uh, I would. You know, I love the talent, but, you know, I like to think we got a great D-line going forward. So, shoot, um, how does that work? You got to get rid of me? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I, I like my stay in Pittsburgh, but, uh, you know, I know we got a lot of great guys, and J.J. might have to play cornerback uh, the way we're going. <laughs> Your defense last year was incredible. I mean, you guys were winning games that nobody thought you were going to be able to win. You were a team that nobody right. was talking about under the radar. You lose Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously, Antonio Brown, Lev Bell, leave the team. Nobody knows mm -hmm. what to expect. And then the trade of Minka Fitzpatrick, everybody called Tomlin stupid. And then that defense became a dominant factor. In, in that AFC North, your defense is going to have to remain. What is it like trying to contain the Lamar Jackson-style offense? Because that's obviously who you guys are going to have to go through to get to where you want to go man uh you definitely got to put more in the box um you know to account for him he's he's an extra runner um most of the time when you you know have a quarterback back there who can't run you know you you take one out of the box and don't think of him as a runner uh but lamar brings that extra element um you know and then having a guy like marshall yonda blocking for you always help but uh you know uh, it's always a feat to try to contain him and get after him so um, it's going to be all hands on deck from here on out. I thought that the Marshall Yonder retirement was going to be a much bigger deal than I think a lot of people were thinking because of how dominant he is as an offensive lineman. Is there yeah. clear differences between good offensive linemen and average offensive linemen? Because they're saying there's a, a shortage of good offensive linemen right now in the NFL as a whole because the way the college game is and the NFL game is. Man, I, I tell you, when we prepare, we know who the Ducks are. Um, you know, and if you don't know who the Ducks are, you're in the wrong sport. You know, we, uh, we pick on those, we pray on those. Um, and Marshall Yonda was never one of those. Um, you had to bring it every game. And um, the fact that he could play guard, center, tackle, you know, that's a, a combination you don't really see as much. Um, and he, he's done it perfectly. Shoot. Um, I remember one game they had to put him at left tackle. And I was like, he didn't even give up a sack. You know, most time when a guard moves out in the space, you're like, damn, that's going to be a rough day. But uh, he held it down. Why is that? Is that because they're they're footing like if they're they can't change their balance? Like why why are offensive linemen? And granted, we're talking to a defensive lineman about this, but I would assume yeah. that you study a lot of offensive linemen. What are the tells, and why is it hard for those guys to move? You think? Um, well, you when you think about the guards, you know they like to jump at the line of scrimmage. As you jump at the line of scrimmage as a tackle, um, that's a free line for a fast linebacker. Um, you know, uh, I think sometimes. Uh, being in that box and being a guard where you got help from the center, you can have help from the guard. Um, on a tackle, sometimes you can be on the island, especially left tackle. Um, you know, usually you put the, you know, your, your tight end to the right tackle. So uh, you get on that island and you get exposed quick. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not an easy, easy task to play left tackle in this league. Let's transition back to the Pittsburgh Steelers future conversation. Ben Roethlisberger hopefully back next year. What is he like yeah. in the locker room as a teammate, and what does he bring to the team? Um, everything, man. Uh, you know, I think uh, we all saw, um, and it's not a shot at, you know, uh, Mason or D Duck, but to have a Hall of Fame quarterback back there um, completes your offense. Um, as a defense, shoot, you know, you, you want that type of, you know, uh, command of the ball on the offensive side because it 
helps you as a defense recover. Um, you know, the more three and outs you get, m- more three and outs you get for your defense gives more opportunities to your offense. So, um, you know, and I think Ben's a heck of a leader. You know, I think with everything that's gone um, can be misconstrued. But uh, when he steps on that field, we know we're getting, you know, quality quarterback play. When Antonio Brown was there for that last year, I believe you're on the team then, right? Yeah, you're obviously on the team there. Um, That entire situation, what was the conversation in the locker room about it? Because it was leaking out into the public, obviously, and the public only hears whatever's getting leaked. And then now there's a thought that he's potentially going to end up back with Tampa Bay. What was it like to kind of watch that transition process with Antonio Brown going from being best wide receiver in the NFL, best wide receiver in the NFL, threat basically in special teams and at wide receiver in every single play, to a man that wasn't happy in the locker room moving forward, ending up in the Raiders and the Patriots and on the street and everything like that? Man, it was crazy. Um, man, I had me questioning myself. I was like, "Damn, uh, what the what, what the heck are we doing?" Like, um, I, I I couldn't believe all the stuff I was reading and you know seeing on TV. I was like, uh, you know, am I a terrible leader? Um, has this team been bad for that long? Um, but now you see, you know, there there was more to it. Um, you know, I, w- I want AB to be great, and you know. I beg and pleaded that we keep uh, AB because of the talent he is, but um, you know we have a lot of great players that can make up for that, and it's not a shot. But we gotta, um, you know, understand that you know it's not just one guy; it's gotta be a team sport. You know, uh, you know the quarterbacks throw the ball to the wide receivers, the the linemen block. You know, the running backs run. You know, it takes everybody to win the game. It's not just one guy, but that dude definitely is a baller. You know, wherever he ends up, it's gonna be a trouble. Because, uh, you know, you get that dude in open space and one-on-one, he's going to kill you. Did you guys realize inside the locker room that this was happening with him? Did you guys realize, like, hey, this guy is not happy being here anymore? Was it like a, was there like a switch flipped or did it happen over time? Or did you guys not even know this was happening? It was all. I don't know if as defenders, we thought it was this bad. You know, know, I think, you know, you you don't want to be in clicks or anything, but. You know, defense is always around defense. Offense is all around offense. You know, special teams want to be around the defensive guys because they're crazier. But uh, <laughs> true, very no. true. Funnier and crazier. That's very true. Very true. That's fact. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, you just uh, you know, you you take a step back and you're like, what is going on here? You know, why 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 did it lead to this? Um, you know, I I thought it could be fixed. It couldn't. You know, and that's where we are. Well, team's still damn good. That defense you guys had last year was legendary. Everybody's talking about the Bears going into the season, about how their right. defense is going to win them games, and it turned out the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense was winning a lot of games and obviously paying Phillip Rivers with defensive linemen hurting other quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, well, I, I can't wait to play Phillip. Uh, I don't want to hurt him, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I love when he talks. Hey, does he? so he chirps a lot. Have you ever been in a uh, chirp with uh, Phillip Rivers? No, I, I don't. You know, I, I I talk after I do it. I don't talk before. So, okay. you know, uh, I let him know I'm here. But, uh, me, you know, Philip uh, is really good friends with uh, one of my neighbors. Um, so he, he, he tries to take it easy on me for the most part. Are you a talker out there or no? Uh, when I have to be. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like to start anything, but uh, I will finish it. <laughs> Are you a savage? Do you go right for the throat, right for the jugular with what you say, or do you let it kind of build and, and do the give? And oh take? no, there's no building. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to TKO you. <laughs> uh, because if you wait, you're going to give somebody an opportunity to come back. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Absolutely. You know, 
I've been told in practices, like, you got to take it easy. You don't need to be going that hard and, you know, cutting, cutting throats off. <laughs> How do you feel about the 17-game season as a defensive lineman that's coming in? Uh, sucks, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know what are we going to do about it? Cry about it? Shoot, you know, play football. Um, Marquise you know, Pouncey uh, was not happy. I mean, what's he was, up? Marquise Pouncey was not happy. That video of him driving where he was talking about putting up 250 250- – he was not happy with that extra game potentially coming involved. By the way, a lot of players weren't happy. And then the coronavirus happened, then free agency happened. Now we're just kind of moving past it. But that's going to yeah. be a real thing that you guys are going to have to address at some point, especially in the positions where it's hand-to-hand combat every single day. 17 games yeah. is going to be a drag, man. It's going to be a drag, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to cry about it now. Shoot. It is what it is. You know, you move on and um, we voted on it. It passed. You know, so be it. You know, uh, I wish I could have been the video in the back saying, "Pounce, calm down." But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, uh, I understand where he comes from. You know, uh, you know, you look at it and you say, you know, if the owners want to say it's about you know safety, why are we adding more games? But uh, at the end of the day, it does uh, provide a lot of money for a lot of younger guys with the CBA, and um, I'm all for those guys getting their money. Hey, that was a very hey. That was a super politically correct answer, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> like, you really, you really balanced that out. Very nice. What year is this? Wow. For you? What year is this for you? I'm going in the ten. Congratulations, man. It's not easy. Man, I'm just trying to catch you. Uh, you already did. You already did. No, one. you played more than how many no. years you play? Eight, man. I'm done. Eight, and I'm gone. What? Yeah. See you later. <laughs> yeah. So how the hell did you get? Go on. Indianapolis is just to go crazy for you every time you step on the field. Well, there was this alleged incident that happened, you know, in uh, October 20th, 2010. <laughs> and it really endeared me with the hearts of the Hoosiers here. And by the way, I will never leave. I love this place out here. I love the people out here. But yeah, yeah, I was the only punter that would get cheered coming onto the field at home. It wasn't like that for the first like four years, though. I'd get booed coming on the field, cheered Dude, everywhere else. No, but it's way different. Like we've played games in Indy and like to see you – it's like uh, that scene in Gladiator. It's like they're, 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 they're cheering you on. I'm like, it's a damn punter. But this it, it's crazy, bro. Like, uh, everybody loves you. Well, the, the thing would have been awesome is being on the defensive side, you know, putting your hand up fourth down. We did our job. And then as you're jogging off, the crowd's like, yeah, let's punch it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much that would fly in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we've we've had some good uh, special teams, but uh, you know, Jeff Reed, Sean Sweesham, um I don't know how how good they would feel about that right now. Jeff Reed beating the hell out of that paper towel dispenser, man. I love that. Guy. <laughs> Diggs, diehard uh, uh, Steelers fan, has a question for you. Yeah, uh, with. Congrats to Javon Hargrave for getting paid. Do you think that yes, maybe sir. you'll be moved down inside a little bit more with uh, with you and it, Or is it like the game is changing where it's a lot more uh, nickel and dime, so you maybe don't need the nose tackle? Um, You need the nose tackle when you play teams that are heavy run based, like a Tennessee team, um, you know, where they just want to line up and go straight down your throat, you know. Uh, you know, not there's so many uh, zone teams and like to get you in like nickel base. Uh, where, you know, the nose tackle becomes non-existent. But I thought with Javon, um, he was able to play nose, but also able to play D-tackle. So, um, you know, I don't think I'll be sliding in that much. Um, You know, if I do, so be it. But, uh, you know, I I like to play the three more than anything. A random human just popped in the background of your FaceTime there. Who was that? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, what's yeah, just on? showing out right now. Hey, what's going on, man? Say what's up. How old? How old is he? He's four. Wow. Oh, my God. Hey, get him a basketball. Get that kid a basketball and start doing a little office basketball hoop shot right now in the middle of COVID-19. That kid's going to be seven foot tall. Yeah. We don't know. Like, my wife played, like, uh, volleyball in college. So There it is. I feel so good about my observations sometimes. (laughs) That shadow painting you have behind you is pretty dope. Yeah. She got this made uh, um, for one of the Christmases. Uh, We're playing Cleveland. Picked up a fumble and uh, had the stiff arm uh, wide receiver, so it's pretty sweet. Yeah, have you ever thought about hitting somebody in the head with their own helmet? What's up? Have you ever thought about hitting somebody in? Hey, what's going on, brother? Have you ever thought about hitting somebody in their in the head with their own helmet? Uh, I can't say that has crossed my mind. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Pro Bowler, All Pro, Stud D lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and his son Cam Hayward. We appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you having me. Hey, come back anytime. When you get bored in this quarantine, just FaceTime back anytime you want. Bet. I got you. All right. Cheers, man.